Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. The Tim Hill Thirsty Thursday live stream from 7 until 9 weekly. Here's your host, Tim Hill. So in the meantime, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start bringing my guests back in. So uh, we'll start off with uh, our first guest. So, Valletta, you're back in the room. How you doing? Yeah, fine, thank you. It's very uh, interesting listening to uh, Chris. Um, yeah. And a lot of what he's said, you know, um, is very true. <laughs> you know, it just... It just um yeah is amazing how uh not so much with the government but just yeah how from a veteran's point of view how he feels mm. yeah and i think a lot of us veterans feel a bit similar actually mm. um having been in some conflicts myself um mm. and at the end of the day it's not me that's been making an awful lot of money out of it that's for sure no. All right, I might look good on a mess night. <laughs> and I'll, I'll walk around in circles to the left. But, I mean, I was, I was pretty lucky to come out of it a few times. I mean, I've got, yeah, I got too close on occasion. So, anyway, let's, let's bring Chris back in. So, here you go, Chris. You're back in the room. Hey, boom, boom, we're in the room. Yes, there I am. Can you introduce us, Tim? Sorry, I've I've, I've been at, I've been out the out. Okay, so so we've got Valletta. Um, Valletta's uh, one of our colonials that uh, spent a lot of time over here and in the, our British military. Chris, wow. Chris was a, a bootleg, and so Valletta was in from the from the from the get go. And uh, we'll also bring in um, young Tim, who's a German firefighter. <laughs> and and Tim goes back. Uh, Tim, how are you doing, brother? A long way. Um, Poachers together a million years ago. Wow. Many years ago, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Valletta, that's, a, that's, an, that's an incredible name. Oh, right. Thank you. My mum made it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think she hated me. <laughs> no, it's, it's I've paid for it ever since. <laughs> oh, I love, she was I love obviously it. on Malta. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd say that, Tim. Bloody hell. <laughs> How are you, my old man? Are you all right? Language, please. Oh, sorry. This is a Let family show. I do beg your pardon. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> How are you, Tim? All right. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks yourself. Good. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, great. So we've um, we've had quite a good chat this evening. Um, <clears throat> it's an important subject as well. I mean, it's it's looking at at, at suicide and and trying to make people aware of it. Um, and those that that are in a dark place, it is 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 trying to identify <clears throat> them and letting them know that they're is help there for them and and a lot of the time 
all somebody needs is for somebody to sit down and and listen and say it's okay not to be okay and there is help there if you want it if you need it and you're going to get it whether you want it or not so (laughs) that's the that's another approach i mean you can force it upon them you can drag them to 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 therapy (laughs) (laughs) i think like chris said tim you yeah a person has to want to get help yeah. Uh, same with like alcoholism. If you you don't want to get help, nobody else can do it other than you. It's no good other people trying to get you to do something you don't want to do. So you've got to yourself want to either be strong enough or you're you want to get yourself out of that, that hole, basically. Absolutely. Um, and it's it, it's very it's it's very very easy actually to go down that rabbit hole. It's very, very easy to to get stuck into to a, a drink every night. It's very, very easy to to use it as a coping strategy, and more often than not, it's not. It, it doesn't help. Um, I mean, Chris will probably vouch for this. I mean, substance abuse is probably an, a, a, a dead end road. It's not a great place to want to where you want to end up, and it's not until there's a real catalyst that that snaps you either out of it or ends it. Um, mm. I mean, Chris's Chris's story, um, particularly the part two that we did, was quite harrowing, um, and hopefully it hasn't given too many people nightmares that have listened to it and watched it um, because it's it's on the it's on the podcast, so you, you can listen to it in the car if you're, you're driving uh, or. You, you can watch it on YouTube. It's on YouTube, and uh, it's it's. I can only urge people enough to go and do it. Um, my podcasts are all about other people, and I've had some fantastic guests on. Um, as as you only need to go and have a look. And fortunately, I've I've been blessed with. Uh, a huge amount of people that want to come on and tell their stories. And it's all about other people's lives. It's all about their troubles and tribulations and how they got through life uh, and where they've got to now. And that's that's the, the way that we're driving it forward. Looks like Tim's got some uh, technical issues, um, unfortunately. He was struggling through that. I think he's, it's one of two things have happened. He's either got called out or his internet's died on him finally. Yeah. But Chris, I mean, your story—I uh, mean, from from, <laughs> from from rags to riches to riches back down to rags, <laughs> to, and and now you're you're a fitness freak. <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah. Um, well, it, it's. I think it's important for people to understand that you know my life's perfect. I mean. You know, obviously, I have challenges like like everyone else. But no, I I I I go to bed in paradise and I wake up in paradise. Um, I've got the most gorgeous family, and I've got a, a you know I've created a career that that I love, and I'm really lucky. It means I don't have to work, <laughs> um, <laughs> and like 
for people that might be listening to this that might be struggling i couldn't be where i am if i hadn't lived the life that i lived so what does that tell us about challenges mm. um it, it 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 tells you that it all comes good in the end you know it all comes good in the end there's I say this a lot, Tim, you know, there's no such thing as a bad experience. That's, that's like a brainwashing that we get when we're young, that you mm. should have good, you should only have good. No, 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 no. You know, life is like this and you learn when you're up here and you learn when you, when you're down there. And ultimately it, it, it gets you to a, a really good place but you you, you got to hang in there and you've got to just got to keep the faith when when times are really dark as to why some people keep the faith and some don't i that's a mm. that's a fascinating question and like i say they don't do any research into this do they you mm. know there should be low there should be reams of scientists and social scientists and intellectuals looking at this and and taking you know sample groups and all this sort of stuff um but of course they don't i mean the interesting thing in australia i was talking to my friend who's a headmistress there and she said even when the kids are in school uh, at that young age they have a they, i think they call it like a traffic light system and already the multi-services, so the social work, the, the education, you know, pol police, whatever, they're all working together and they look at the children and they they raise a flag if they can see that the social circumstance that the kid's coming from is most likely going to um, uh, end them up on their ass, basically. So, you know, in, in addiction or... or violence or whatever it might be very um pragmatic very forward sort of thinking and obviously we need the same thing in the forces don't we we before you leave the forces you should have a like a significant training into look your mindset's like this now but when you leave you're going to face these challenges and it's okay <laughs> You're not failed, you you know, it it it's it's fine. Um you can be on literally on on your ass, excuse my French, without a penny in your pocket, and I've literally been there, <laughs> sat amongst the litter on the street on the Hong Kong. And as long as you can lift your head up and smile and say God, is this the best you can do? Yeah, that, that's that is <laughs> that is literally all you need, and and it it it's I guess helping people to make that that connection, um, to make that connection. But obviously, yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? The milit the, the the Marines, for example, pride themselves on being the best at everything, or the elite. Da -da 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 -da. Well, clearly not, are they, if so many blokes leave the Marines and kill themselves? There's something that they're not, they're mm. really not doing very well. There's um, that bit of the training that is missing, I think. Mm. And although we've been doing 
doing quite a bit to alleviate that, particularly in in the transition phases when when you you're looking at getting out. I mean, they give you 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 start your transition about you can start about two years prior to to actually leaving once you've uh, and then you get to the 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 year point where you do the seven clicks and um and then you're out of it um you've got a year then once you, you you've done the seven clicks you've got that year to to do your transition um but it depends on what role you're doing quite often you get guys that are working up until their last day because they're in a a job that they they just passionate about getting finished uh, and they don't want to let go um, and those are the guys that, that really struggle when they get out because they haven't taken the, the the chance to go through the process taken the opportunities to, to do the transition work, to do the the, the courses to that that set you up for going into Civvy Street. Um and it's it's to say what I was saying earlier, the guys that are, are being medically discharged have got a much better advantage than than a guy that's done his full twenty four years uh, and then getting out um, they, those are the guys that really find it difficult. I certainly did. Um, it's it's a, a proper proper nightmare when you when you get out um, trying to fit into a civilian a workplace. Um, and 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 but, but Tim, I sorry, struggled how with their can mindset. You? Yeah, how can you fit mean? in? You've you well, you've you've been in the army, you've been trained a certain way, and then you're just expected to drop that and go into yeah. civilian life, which is there, but you're just expected to uh, be able to adjust without any help. Um, yeah. Or, you know, even if you do get help, in your mindset, you're still in the army. You've been trained that way, and that is all you think. So then when you come up against civilians, you think they're right plonkers and you just, you know, it's hard to differentiate. Yeah. I mean, and then it takes longer for the transition. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, that that, that is, that 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 was, I mean, the, 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 the original problem that I had was um, I, I did several jobs and I, I, I just found it so frustrating. That, that people didn't care. They, they just they don't care whether the job gets done or not. Um, and so I, I did some lorry driving for quite a while, and um, and, and some blokes weren't bothered whether they got a load there or not. Um, and other blokes, the ex-military types, were, were were making them look monkeys. I mean, I had an incident. Um, I was working for Tesco's. I, I, I was being, a, I was an agency driver, and I went to uh, a Tesco's distribution centre, um, and, and I knew how the, the, the you just couldn't break the rules in there. I mean, you didn't go over forty mile an hour with a truck. You you took all your breaks at the, the right sort of time and stuff like that. So I, I've been in there a couple of times, got the hang of what they were doing. And this particular day, um, the their drivers wouldn't speak to you. I mean, they they, they treated you like coming on the bottom of the shoe that stunk or something. I got this job 
to the Isle of Wight, um, from Milton Keynes to the Isle of Wight, back again. So I've driven at 40 mile an hour all the way down the A34. Have you ever tried driving at 40 mile an hour on the A34? <laughs> it's mind-numbing. Anyway, I've got, I've got down to, to, to Portsmouth. I've gone over on the Red Funnel, gone round to the store, tipped. I'd had an hour break on the way down. <laughs> I'd had another hour break <laughs> on the Isle of Wight, and I took another hour break on the way back up, all at 40 mile an hour. I got back to the depot, I think it was about 10 and three-quarter hours, something like that. Um, dropped the trailer, dropped the bits and pieces off, walked into the transport office, gave me papers, <laughs> transport mate, looked shocked. He says, you have been to the Isle of Wight? Yeah, yeah. He said, can I see a tachograph draft? So, give me disc, give me tachograph. And I think, what the hell have I done wrong? <laughs> so, so he looked at it, he's called another manager over, they looked at it, they've taken a photograph of it, or a, a, a photocopy of it. No, that's fine, driver. There you go. There's um, uh, you're in tomorrow. You got this run. So it's in the following day. When in the following morning, as I've gone through, there's, there's a driver's room and then there's a sort of a changing room, locker room, toilet. And half a dozen air drivers have pushed me into this 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 room and and started having a go at me. <laughs> so I said, stop, stop right there. I said nobody told me I had to take a night out and do the Isle of Wight. These blokes have been taking the mickey for months, taking a night out to do the Isle of Wight from Milton Keynes. Um, anyway, after that, they, they got a little bit more friendly towards us and they started to, to sort of, what you got, driver? I mean, not very polite, but what you got, driver? Oh, you want to take so, so many hours to do that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I didn't last long in there. Um but that's the sort of mindset that that you're trying to deal with when when you've you've been getting on with a job and, and making things happen, making it work. And that's what the military does the best is make it work. Um, and and quite often that ends up to the detriment of of the military really, because because they they've got this can do get the job done attitude. It's it then get called in for everything. And so we were saying earlier, they get called in for the pandemic, the, the, the rollout of the vaccines. They got called in to, to twice in my career, I've been a firefighter <laughs> because the firefighters went on strike. And we're talking about bringing them in to drive trains <laughs> not so long ago. Um, but anything that's sort of a national disaster, the, the first people to call in is the military. But the, the, what they don't realise at the moment is the military's on its arse. Um, they've cut the military. Um, I think it's about it's about 64,000 in the army at the moment. And they're stretched. They are stretched beyond limits. And that's what people the, uh, don't understand. The poor old firefighters, they haven't had it so good over the years either. Did you know no. that the fire service is based on the Navy? I never, I never knew this. There's a lot of like naval history to the fire service, or certainly to, I think the London station. London fire brigade, I just, yeah. I just uh, read a, um, 
read a book by a friend of mine, Steve. And uh, and yeah, yeah, it's interesting. You talk about the the strikes and stuff. It makes it sound like they're being really selfish or something. But it, when you read it from their perspective, they've been hung out to dry, Tim, you know? Mm. I, I mean, they used to have kind of like a military thing going on there where it was hands-on, on-the-job training, learning from your you know, you old, your old sweats, keep your nose clean, have a laugh, muck around as much as you can to kind of yeah. you know, keep the banter going, keep the camaraderie going, laugh when you've had to go to some horrible, horrible incident that, that would, would crease most people. And then, it, of course, it all just got under Blair, just got managerial. Yeah. And all I your, think that's what's happened with the... Um, with the National Health Service, um, mm. the just far too many managers and not enough clinicians and, and cl- uh, medical staff. There's, there's too many um, pen pushers, and that's that's the to the detriment of, of the the whole of the NHS. I mean, it's just a big money pit. It's not it's not suffering from lack of funds. It's sucking suffering from lack of management mm. and. Uh, and yeah. lack and of medical staff, um, and I think all the right everybody staff. will agree. Yeah. Yes. And 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 that comes down to the um, the mental health services as well. I mean, the mental health services is 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 on its knees, and as much as they're trying to recruit um, those mental health staff trying to get an appointment to go and see uh, uh, somebody for, for your mental health is a struggle in a lot of places. Um, so that's what we're up against. Mm. I'm just going to give a couple of shout-outs because um, uh, I see Greg's in the house. Uh, he's following. Catherine uh, is still there. Actually, Catherine's made a really good point there. Um, I'm just going to pop that up and I can get to it. There you go. Lots of guys, when they get out, they go and join the other services, police, fire, prison, mm. and security jobs. Tim, you, uh, you, um, sorry to, what we know. Sorry to, yep, tick you off on your own show, mate, but you've, uh, you forgot to say something. Oh, blimey. Congratulations, lad. Hang on. Yes, I'm on I the wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm watching on YouTube and there's a massive delay, and I'm, I'm wondering why I'm holding up <laughs> something that's invisible. Hang on. Go uh, on, Chris. Yes. Tell us about your award. Uh, mate, I won Veteran of the Year in the category of inspiration. There you go. If you don't believe me, it says it in glass. You have to believe me because <laughs> I've. Awesome. I saw, yes. that. I saw that come up, and I saw young. Young Greg helped you out of it. Say that. again, young Greg. Yeah, Greg, bless him, bless him. Absolutely, we had an absolutely wonderful time. Greg just come and took care of me, um, one hundred percent. Paid for everything. Talk about wow. the. I, I say the kindness of strangers, but I mean that in you know in context. We 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 only met online through my YouTube channel. Um. Greg paid for our hotels. He paid all our travels. He paid for the the the, the black tie dinner. Um, 
as a thank you to me and and i i was quite grateful to accept it because uh, <laughs> i'm bloody skint but um no what what absolutely wonderful but uh that's a great achievement by the yes way. yes but i gotta forget i i forget him and i should be I should be touting <laughs> this, shouldn't I? <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should feel uh, honoured. Tim, Tim, where's your, where's your clapping thing in the background? Oh, you should put that on, hang on. for him. Give there you go. Yay. Loads of that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is the only <laughs> time I've got to go with it. I'm, gonna get to, I'm not going to hold the World Cup, am I? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to walk the red carpet on the Oscars, but I can win Veteran of the Year. So... Uh, um, I'm only mentioning it, folks, because for anyone listening, um, I've just offered to do uh, Zoom Zoom talks with anybody, whether they're whether it's veterans' mental health, whether it's recovery, whether it's AA, whatever it might be, uh, or businesses. I will do a talk to to you for a price that you can af- you can afford. Um, I think uh, people think that. Well, it's kind of funny. The public speaking thing is weird. I did a talk mm. for 20 minutes once. They paid me 1,700 quid. <laughs> like, what planet are we on? Um, and uh, my message is like, look, no, you don't have to pay that. Buy me a sandwich and a, and a Coca-Cola and I'll come and talk to your company, you know, and we'll we'll sort something out. But it's just more important to get the message out there and, uh, mm. you know, get – get people to start considering stuff that they possibly never considered before um and that's what channels are are, are for is is getting that message out and 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 normalizing the taboo subjects i mean we've been talking about uh, veterans suicide awareness tonight um and it's an important issue it's, but there again, it's not just veterans that are taking their own lives. There's a lot of other people that are taking their lives. And it, it's, it's if, if we can just save one life from what we're doing on this show, then we've we've gone some way to helping. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, massively. And you're doing a great job, Tim. Well, um, you're, you're one of the thanks. few, aren't you, really? Yeah, I mean, there's not many people looking at talking to booze, and it's 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 trying to find the the, the target audience. Um, it's trying to get the the the, um, the channel to grow to be able to get that message out there far and wide, um, and that's that's all I'm trying to do is just to grow it. I'm not interested in making a huge amount of money. Um, it's it's all about getting that message out and it's about saving lives and it's about helping people that are struggling and it's about talking about taboo subjects and making them normal yeah um, of course it's, it's if like you're in the military and your weapon malfunction you you take it to the armorer to get it fixed don't you it's that simple yeah. it's the same yeah. with your mental health if you're having a problem you go you got to reach out and there's lots of people out there that can help help you fix the problem and 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 like i say life's so much better afterwards because it it's such a massive learning curve all that all that stuff and yes yeah. can i um can i just say did valetta did tim say you were from the colonies or was i did i miss something there? yeah no i was, was born in australia i was born in australia <laughs> 
Wow. Um, I over here when I was 11 oh. and I've been over here 50 years. So I've been, yeah. a, um, I, when I, when the rugby's on, I am torn between Australia and England. <laughs> uh, so I, <laughs> but um, yeah, been to Twickenham a few times to watch Australia mm. play. Um, yeah. And um, I've still do, got do, Australia in my heart. Do you, do you go back there at all? I didn't go back to Australia until I was 50. Uh, I was made redundant from my job and sold my car and decided to go back to Australia because I didn't know how long I had left or whatever, and I just thought, right, let's go. Um, mm. And it was the first time I'd seen my brothers and sisters in 40 years. Whoa. So, Yeah. But no, how, I mean, how was that? How was that? That must have been emotional. Well, I mean, you talk to them on the phone. I mean, years ago, you used to pick the phone up and it was crackly. And I mean, now with all this, <laughs> I mean, I pick, I talk to my sister on Messenger, and you see her, and we never had that. Um, mm. But when I went over there, uh, yeah, it was it was lovely. Um, mm. And I saw my stepdad because my dad died. Um, and uh, was brought up by my stepdad and went up and saw my Uncle Barry, who he's been in the Australian Army 40 years, left as a staff sergeant, didn't want to go any higher because he wanted to stay with his mates, um, was well respected. And, uh, yeah, he he sort of brought me up and he, he made me quite rebellious Um I mean, I remember he he did uh, two years in Vietnam, sixty seven to sixty nine, mm. mm. uh, and I remember meeting him off the boat. And um, you know, when he came back off of on leave, he had a motorbike, and I was only about four. And he would take me out on this motorbike, and my mum used to do her nut uh, because <laughs> he. <he'd... laughs> but no, he'd do silly things like that, and um, yeah, yeah, it was. It was interesting to go back. And then mm -hmm. I went back again um, for a Christmas because I'd never celebrated Christmas with my family. So I did that. And um, then I got married out there. Uh, and, yeah, that was, you know, uh, lovely. But, yeah, I'm more British now, uh, mm -hmm. I think. You know, I, which, I, which part, you, I'm, sorry. Which part of Oz? Uh, Brisbane. Brisbane. Okay, I've not. I've, I've only done the Sydney wow. and up the east coast. Um, up the up the east coast, but Brisbane is up there. Uh, Top end. <laughs> yeah, no, right. It's Gold 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 Coast way. Is that right? It is Gold Coast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, no, no. Mm. I'm getting confused with Melbourne now, aren't I? But yeah, well, no, that's further down. Oh. But everybody seems to go to yeah. Sydney. Um, yeah. Any, yeah. Anyway, guys, look. Um, anyway, yes. <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're over time again. Oh, uh, it's oh been my a terrific, Yeah, it's been a terrific chat. Uh, so if you want to stick around for a few minutes after, um, we'll just... Uh, thanks very much, Chris, for a uh, very, very insightful this evening. And uh, we'll catch up very shortly. Yeah, and thank you, Greg. Valetta. Again, yes, Tim. Absolute star. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, 
Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Hopefully, hopefully, um, you've you've been able to take something from this. Hopefully, if you see somebody that is struggling, um, please make the time just to listen to them. Sometimes that's all it takes is just for somebody to sit down and give them a little bit of time to listen to their woes and then point them in the right direction. There is a wealth of assistance out there particularly for veterans, there was over 2,000 odd charities that are out there that can help. So until um, next week, remember on Tuesday, we've, we've got a fun evening. We're going to do a quiz, some fun facts, and a, a channel review uh, with with Keith and myself. And uh, next Thursday is the archaeological special, if you want to come along for that. Um, have questions ready. So, in the meantime, um, where are we going here? We are going, uh, I need to do this. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me tonight. The Tim Heal Thirsty Thursday live stream from 7 until 9 weekly. Welcome to the Tim Heal podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.